Welcome back to class, everybody. I am your chillinest professor, Ethan. Are you really the chillinest professor? You know, I did a lot of physical activity this weekend, and did I'm really? chilling now. Yeah, I haven't done. Uh, you know what? I walked like five miles this weekend. But that's something. It's something. It's like it, ten thousand steps. It was mostly around a very big market in a city I visited this week. Uh, I know exactly what you're talking about. I yeah, think. yeah, yeah. It was a good time and uh, had some street foods. It was a great. We we basically brunch was provided by like six tents. We just grabbed ah, food. That's you pretty know. sick. It was it was a fun time. Um, and uh, other than that, we just basically watched uh, political dramas and such. You said and suits. I did say suits. I was gonna not. Le- I was gonna not put in. But I did say suits. Yes, it was suits. Um, I very much enjoyed suits. I, I haven't watched it in a hot minute, and I just started season one. We watched the entirety of season one again, and goddamn, it's such a good show. It is good. It's such a good show. It falls off like precipitously at like seven or eight or something. I've but only seen in the to, beginning. Very very good. I've only ever seen up to five, so I guess I've had the goods. Yeah, you know, I've had the goods, and I'm I'm trying to relive the classics. Oh, up to yeah. this point. I don't know what it is about a good political or true crime drama that does grab people. What is it about that? Is it just kind of the train wreck you can't look away from? Or what is it about true crime that just seems to be so popular to everybody? I think the, I mean, I actually was just thinking about this on my run earlier. Oh, yeah? (laughs) Because I was thinking about that, like, there's some really, really gruesome, sadistic shit that people listen to in podcasts, right? From like crazy serial killers that have been out there maybe like, that feels like there's there's some kind of disconnect between the actual story or the facts at hand and us you know i honestly don't know if that's it it's just like almost trying to get your head around like how people could be so fucked up and and you're getting it in such a sterile way that you're just getting it very piecemeal through yeah some flavor in investigative journalism right you know well like podcasting can be just like any Tom, Dick, and Harry talking about it on, you know, like explaining different parts of the crime. Like, for instance, I'm not going to go into the details of the specific killer or sure. style of killings sure. that I'm referring to, but there's this one where it's like this valley girl sounding chick. Oh my God. Valley girl? Yeah, thing? but like less dumb, more just like. Just inflection. Instagram influencer. There it is. Okay. <laughs> um, she's like explaining it to her like uh, significant other or something. So her boyfriend. I don't know. It's just kind of explaining it to him. Like, like huh. that's like, you know, they'll each do a research on like either a part of the crime or on different crimes. Right. And just kind of like basically book report to each other. But anyway, it's like, that's pretty cool. Taking like that, con- like that girl's voice talking about this most insane shit and then just feeling like yeah he's a real sick cookie you know just like <laughs> he's a real sick cookie i don't know like something about it just like really put me in it and just i was just like whatever people alive but you know it's just real sick dude right you know i don't know i think it's just uh <laughs> i guess being surprised at like the depths that people can attain like it's just right i mean it's very weird that people can do the things that have been done to each other I mean, it's truly like like life is stranger than fiction sometimes. Like yeah. you can't write this shit. And if you did, it would be a bang hit. And if you didn't, and it just happened, then you're just a okay podcast, right? Right. Yeah. So I mean, like true crime, it just kind of is. Uh, it, it's a sterile way to dive into the most you know bizarre shit that criminals kind of do. Speaking of bizarre, 
we are talking today about <laughs> a, 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 I would say a beloved show series on the podcast. Um, and we recently had a, uh, a new part drop this past week. And me and Ethan were just chatting as I was doing some computer stuff before we started the episode. And I think we might be in a slight divergence on our opinions of this particular part. And I won't even go to Ethan for what are we watching today? Because we are talking about JoJo Part 6 Stone Ocean. One that I particularly fell in love with, I will say. It really spoke to me in a couple ways, and I think it's worth diving into. But I want to I want to hear your initial thoughts. What are you thinking about this part? Yeah, I think it's unfortunately one of those scenarios where everybody's been frothing at the mouth for this thing and been telling everybody that, oh, part six is going to be the best JoJo's by a long shot. And I think to me that is very large disservice to shows. Like it's, for instance, Jujutsu Kaisen, everybody was like losing their shit about it before it came out. And I watch it and it's like very mid to me or like, you know, upper mid. And then that's honestly how I feel about this. Like, there was nothing really, like, that insane. Like, this is JoJo's 100%. And, of course, maybe, like, a perspective change. But sure, there's, I didn't view it as, like, really any out-of-the-park success, you know, anything like nuts, really. Okay. So, you're, you're thinking this kind of suffers from the, the hype machine giving a little bit more credence. I would say that the most recent show that's yet to come out Chainsaw Man is getting this same treatment. Everyone right. and their grandma is talking about how Chainsaw Man. I mean, we're talking Giga, you know, Mother's Basement, a couple other podcasts that you can go check out. They're all talking about Chainsaw Man in the same way I think they talked about Jujutsu Kaisen right. and Part Six, right? So you think maybe hype had a bit to do with this opinion shift here? It just gave it too much. You think it deserved at that point? I think from, at least from my particular perspective on it, is like, they promised me, like, the best JoJo's ever. And like, I, 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 of course, am willing to say we've only seen half of it or 12 episodes. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Whether this happens to be 36 or whatever, which if it was 24, it'd be kind of strange. Like, that's not a normal JoJo length. Yeah, because wouldn't part three and four, they're kind of approaching 30? They kind of keep it loose. Uh, no, it's- part three was 58 or something ridiculous. Oh, that's part true. Part four yeah. was like 38. Like, they do like weird numbering. It is now kind of in Netflix jail, though. And I Netflix- love that, personally. What, what, do you, what do you mean by that? I, 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 I almost mean, I don't like a, that. On release, I get a dub. They also release it all at once. Like, yeah, a lot of it- good things about Netflix. I... But we know, but we know JoJo, as you said, you know, part three, as I wrongly claimed it, it was like 50 some episodes. There's part four was like 38, 12 seems a little bit sterile for the JoJo formula, right? Like I, I would want to make sure that it goes the length that the, uh, well, uh, I would say it's probably more related to like COVID and stuff like that. Sure. Okay. Because they're doing a lot of other stuff. I, what is it? David production. David Production, I mean, yes, they are. I mean, they're famously known for not just JoJo, but they're also known for Fire Force. They did both seasons of that, which looked fucking fantastic. Um, but I just remember last year, or like the, I guess this year, they've done a lot of shows, actually. So, yeah, you know, it is not easy to do, like, as much visually as you have to do for freaking JoJo's. 
Like, really think about it. Like, you have to draw so much shit. Oh, no. I'm not saying that, like, I don't think David Productions put in a particular hole. I just don't, uh, you know, and I've been on this show, very weird tinfoil hat Netflix conspiracy bullshit about the Netflix channel and all that. (laughs) Yeah. But I I will give the benefit of the doubt here that I think, you know, this is David Productions bread and butter. This is their, you know, like, dedicated hitter. This is the one hitting the Grand Slam. If any show coming out of David Production is going to be that what they can do at their most quality, it's going to be JoJo. So I'm just hoping that while we got a very, you know, normal 12 as our part one, I just want to make sure that we get as many episodes that is required for this part to, you know, go as long as it needs to say it goes 38, right? That's three parts and two episodes according to this 12 chunk. Yeah. Right. I don't want it to be that. Like, I want to make sure that they're releasing. I mean, there's no way they're going to be do three core and then a random two episode. That's not going to happen. Right. I just want to make sure that Netflix is giving them the breathing room to not like you have to fit it in X. Episodes, what I could right? see happening is two seasons like or I guess two twelves and then like a hour long two hour long like movie, a special maybe. just to keep the uh, the, re- the last five episodes just are all one honestly big i could totally see that that'd be a banger move that'd be really all be interesting the run over would be great i mean that'd be super fun um, um but it, i i don't think that netflix is gonna tell them you can't tell your story like i i just do not see that as being an issue for this right because this isn't a netflix original this is a netflix license so yeah. this is already being released not simulcasted but it's going to be released outside of Netflix jail. So if you were to, I don't know, sail the high seas, I imagine you can probably pick this up weekly. There's probably way more than 12 out right now if we actually go and searched. Are you sure? Yeah, I, I'm, I'm just guessing. Like, I genuinely don't know at the time of recording if this is a thing. This is worth looking up. If you were to actually look at this, because if you think about it, right? They had 12 that they dropped all at once, and they also had a dub. That doesn't mean that the stu- David Productions stopped at 12 and let them do all that stuff before going with 13. They must have already had 13, 14 and onward already out and aired, right? We're just, we are just experiencing it through the Netflix lens. And that's all that really is. Um, so I will say. There's only 12. Only 12 out, period, yeah. right here. Period, right now. Okay. Yeah. All right. Interesting. So this is a, this is a different um different release kind of situation than I think JoJo's had in the past. That's all I'm saying. You know, yeah, famously, famously, yeah. Um, but yeah, I loved it. But let's you know we got to give the students some context to know what the hell we're talking about because there will be spoilers for JoJo. Right, I was gonna say definitely spoiler yeah. relate uh spoilers inbound, and you know this is frankly hot off the freaking press like two days ago came out shit i mean what what's the date today i mean it's like yeah fourth or fifth right now or something like that yeah the fifth the fifth so um yeah so i mean like this is gonna be pretty new and i imagine if you have yet to go watch it go hammer it out i actually found that these four hours like flew by like they yeah, it, was, it was very easy to binge it yeah it was um, a, it was a very easy binge which i couldn't say for past jojos i think three and four yeah but it's 12 episodes it's not 52 i know but i will I'm say just saying that's an obvious difference after maybe maybe i'm more of a seasoned vet maybe we're more uh <laughs> maybe we're more seasoned into the game obviously than when i watched three well i remember when i talked about three 
I think it was Pat that came on and talked about like parts one through four uh, with us, like back in like episode like 10 or something like that. Um, or in the early 20s, whatever, of our show. Yeah, we had two separate episodes actually about JoJo. Right. And I remember talking that binging part three was like eating a velvet cake in whole. It didn't feel like I could do it all in one sitting. It just felt so rich. <laughs> I and think dense. you're a quitter. <laughs> oh, okay. What, what? Eat the whole goddamn cake, bro. Well, I ate the whole goddamn cake today from like two to six. Yeah, <laughs> like, 12 episodes, though, to be fair. Fair enough. So, I mean, let's set the sage. You know, it is 2011. We're in Florida of the US of A. And we got our girl, our main protagonist, the Joe of this season, Jolene. Was it Kajo? Was her last name something like that? Kujo, Kujo, something like that. And I'm uh, pretty sure that's is that not Jotaro's last name? Uh, his last name is oh yeah. So they spelled it weird. They this did. Time. I don't know why though. Yeah, it was K U J O for him, but it was like K or C A C A H J O. What the fuck was up with that? I don't understand it in the in the dub and the subtitles. They spelled that had it me actually Ka- like Kajo. a little bit tilted. Yeah, a little bit weird. And they even pro- I imagine they pronounced it weird in the dub. No, they said Kujo. They said Kujo in the dub. Yeah, they pronounced it. Su- they they wrote it super weird in the <laughs> in the subtitles. Um, but she is as we start behind bars for a crime she did not commit and thought that. You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna go down for my boy Romeo, which is his actual name, and um, hit and run situation. She's behind bars. The lawyer kind of low key fucked her in the courtroom, gave her a sentence she did never expected after giving the plea deal, and now she's kind of stuck in jail. But she was endowed with a little gift from her father. Was a very weird way of saying that. I she was. Say. She was given this. She was given this charm. I must say, when somebody says a female was endowed, generally it's not related to a gift that they received, like a physical item. On that point, I'll talk about that endowment later with another character. Actually, that happened midway through. What Hermes? No, FF. Oh, oh. Actually, oh, um, hang on, hang on. So her name is C U J O H. C U J O H. Okay. This is K U J O. Yeah. Cujo. Well, they're both Cujo, but right. Why the but fuck why would, would you, you say that? Why would you spell that it different? Makes no sense. Was it Americanized because she is like a Japanese American? Like, kind of feel like it might be as a result or to try to keep her away from this whole like. Oh, thing. so like even further distancing her right. from her lineage. Interesting. Well, just like hide her from from Dio's a holes. Dio's a holes is a good way to put it. I think it's a fair. Uh, it's a fair shake. I mean, Jotro knows what he's doing. I mean, he's clearly in the thick of this. Actually, where I start getting really ticked about this, this specific. Okay. Yeah. J- Jotro like acts like a complete noob in this fucking show. So okay, I wanted to bring. I, I wanted to bring that up, just with the context. Let me. Let me. She does get. Okay, I will say she does get her stand from being pricked by the arrow piece that was inside of her uh charm. Is that what the fuck that was that was a piece of the saying, arrow they kept yeah. saying stone tablet in in dub and i'm like no that was like, that where's stone all of a sudden that was the arrow from four and five it was a piece of the arrow from four and five i couldn't freaking notice i didn't like yeah i mean i was hoping it was gonna be an arrowhead and it just happens to be this like one little piece and i'm like what the hell is that it was a chip from that and oh. i i think it was given meant 
just for her to be kind of like pricked by it. And you know just a little weird by that? What's up? Why the hell does she need that? Shouldn't she be like... Naturally given yeah. that? So, you know, maybe there's some kind of blood dilution of the Joestar line, which I that was my initial thought. She's but a star on She her literally yeah. has a star on her back. She could not be more ingrained in the Joestar bloodline. Like, when's the last time any of them had a star on their back besides, I think, Jonathan? Right. Jesus. I mean, like, she's literally, like, inherited it mean. Like, she should have so, Well, had that's it. where, I, I don't know. I just, I felt like this was, like, such a frenetic season. Like, I don't know if, it did not feel, like, cohesive at all to me. Uh, like compared to normal okay. normal jojos have like a, a nice little run up like characters don't just start off as like super science demons like you know what i <laughs> yeah, mean like yeah, yeah like she was way too fucking smart you think for, so she's a street kid who I hates think her dad i think jotro was smart as fuck when he started he was just street savvy as shit yeah but he's a fucking doctor dude well he was later after the after part three, he was street savvy as fuck. No, he still got straight A's in high school, though. There's a difference. Okay, but he was still smart as fuck from the outset then. Yeah, but he was, like, actually like, academically smart, too. Well, she never got the chance. But she how 14. does she know? She was 14 okay, when she went to jail. I know, but yeah. then how does she know all this shit about, like, chemistry and physics and all this stuff that happens later on? It's just a, it's a small gripe, but, like... She is ridiculously smart. She's smarter than me. And <laughs> I'll give you a gripe with the asterisk. Because I think at 14 or 15, you and I could have figured some basic chem out. This is the same argument you use with Wiseman's grandchild. Like, this is basic fucking knowledge for us, right? This is not at... No. Well, what do you mean? What do you mean? Okay, you know what? Hold on. You Bo- know blood boils in a vacuum at 14 without any, like any exposure yes. whatsoever that's what Shut the, the fuck that's up. what the bends we learned about the bends in like early oh high school oh my god that is when you're at a, te- a pressure differential in the I nitrogen know what it is. yes of course you did we learned about it in f- like when we were 15 There's we learned about no that shit way, we dude. learned about that shit together i think we were in the same fucking classroom if not the same classroom different periods in high school we learned about that shit the bends with pressure differentials with blood a boiling private high school Sure. College preparatory school. Do you think Joey and Cujo went to one? Well, I mean, fuck. I don't know if she did I'm or did not. Saying. Okay. All that being said. Give me the asterisk. <laughs> I'll, give I'll you walk the, away happy. I'll give you the dubs, but I'll give you the asterisk. You're very bonzing already on this episode. I'll take How's it. that? But yes. Exciting to watch. <laughs> Exciting to watch. I'm not saying he doesn't play good sports, but I will say she got her stand from this arrow prick. I think he uh, uh, from, from, from the arrow prick, <laughs> but she uh, rem- there was a throwaway line that was actually quite interesting in the continuity of the show, and she said, "When I was younger and I had that fever, you just walked out on me and mom." Well, remember when Holly got the fever as well? Hey! There it is, right? Yeah. So I mean, like literally, she got a fever as well. That was maybe a failed stand uh, uh, materialization. And he knew, like, she does have the Joe Star bloodline. She needs to be exposed to something that'll cat, like, be a catalyst for her stand. I think that's why he provided. Okay, an so that's we what it talked was. about a bunch of stuff before we even started rec- re- recording. But yeah, yeah, just yeah. to like rehash that a little bit, we had talked about how there was like very few like direct descendants from from like a stand user right, in right. the Joe Star bloodline. Yeah, but also manifested. Yeah. 
because we were talking about um well specifically the only one that before now was uh Josuke and Joseph you know but th- there was kind of a weird situation because Joseph was, was kind of weak yeah Joseph was weak as he was old and uh Josuke I thought he got did he not get hit with the arrow or did his naturally manifest I can't remember but what I was gonna say is you make a really good point is that Holly maybe there was something about her body not being able to handle it. She couldn't, but she, right? she had the good, but she did yeah. have the crazy fever thing. And she's obviously a Joe star. And so maybe that is, is the actual point is that Jolene couldn't actually manifest it naturally. So, but, so but it he had knew, to be in, in fat, uh, I got whatever you call it, infested with one. Yeah. Right. Uh, artificially cat, like catalyst Inve- invested yeah. with one. Yeah. Invested with one. Yeah. Um, invigorized with one invigoron. I don't know. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, so she was by means of, uh, Jotaro knew that she had all the goods for a good stand and was given one, but. You know, she was going to prison that was on her artifacts uh, when she was taken, and it kind of slipped into some of the other folk into the prison. And, you know, and that, and thus starts the story, right? She is at a prison for a crime she didn't commit, and she realized there are stand users left and right trying to get at her. We know from the past the throwaway line of stand users natu- naturally gravitate towards each other. It's just, Without reason, it just happens. It's very much a uh, Baki, all the fighters coming because of the convergence kind of thing, right? Right. Um, it, we just know that 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 that's one of the black box things you just have to accept. Like, yep, they and stand users find each other. Who cares? Um, Which is fine because it'd be pretty boring if they're just like soloing. <laughs> yeah, right. Because they, if for normal people, they're just telekinetic gods that can body people. I'm the only stand user in America. Absolutely, eat my dick, sir. Fine. I'm in the I'm in the only one since Joseph. Yeah. Honestly. Yeehaw. But uh yeah, and then it kind of turns into what I would argue uh, a stand hodgepodge like crock pot of battles and very, I would say, amazingly creative uses of stands. The likes of which I don't think I've seen since part three. That's very uh, maybe kind of a a controversial statement, but I would say that this is some of the most creative stand use I've seen in parts. Truly. I don't know if you feel the same way as I do. I mean, that feels very overstated. Like, I think the Requiem, you know, Golden Wind from part five, they did some fucking wild dope shit with that. That felt a bit contrived for me in part five, <laughs> but I will. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Uh, all I'm saying is he already had a really fucking awesome stand, and then he just kind of munched on the arrow for dinner, and then he just like suddenly he became a god, like a true god, and just okay, cool. Hopefully he shows up before the end of part eight again. We don't know that because we're not. Manga, but also, Josuke did a lot of really sick shit with his. He did. He was the repair boy. Yeah. Right. So, I mean, I think that's what you're talking about. You're talking about Smack, I think. Smack. Specifically. Yeah, AKA Kiss. Kiss, kiss in the, but, in the uh, sub. But I think, actually, his is very similar to Kiss's in a, in a lot of regards. Like, he would have, like, things repair, but, like, pull shit to, you know, people. He'd, like, plan it out, use, like, trigonometry to get things to, like, freaking fly through people's heads and shit. 
Yeah. Like this very is similar, a... I think, to what Smack and Kiss did. But I'm just saying, like, there, this was not like a whole nother level of genius stands. Like, I think this is what I'm trying to say is Iraqi has been very, very clever throughout. And I don't want to, yeah. like, talk shit about his previous parts by saying, oh, this is like a standout performance for the stands. Standout performance, haha. <laughs> I like uh, that. Nice, but, nice. but, like, it was good. It was very in line with what we've seen, in my opinion. I don't think it was like superior, really. This isn't meant to be a. Uh, a I think slam- you stop shit talking. All I did. Parts. I never even slammed four and five. They had their moments. I would say four had a very creative use of a lot of stands. <laughs> oh, but he again, Iraqi forgets. He forgot about the hand, which is a very famous forget. The hand, literally erasure of space. So and great. Could, like literally the most op shit, and he just forgot that he had it for yeah. most of that series. So sick. But like, I don't know, it's just, you know, it has an effect where you kind of see stands interact with each other. I think that's where the creativity came in part six. The stands themselves were very much in line with his creativity. I just felt the way that these stands interacted with each other, both ally and foe, was a, you know, above his usual already stellar, you know, creativity. Just the way they interacted were... Uh, we're seeing things like Kiss. I mean, like the um, like, you know, like we've started. There's going to be spoilers in this in this shit. So you're getting, we're we're getting to that point. So you know, there's there's Kiss, which really surprised me with the way she used that. What made hers different? Can you explain it? Because I still don't like fully get it. I got you, my boy. So they. They like threw a random part into it, and I'm just like, what the fuck does that have to do with anything? Yeah, so a number of these people in this prison, these these women, actually, because this is a very women-focused cast. We're talking like 90% chicks in this cast. And Ermes, the first chick that Jolene meets on her way to Green Dolphin State Penitentiary, or J.O., or whatever you want to call it, um, she actually finds the same charm, finds the arrow bit, gets pricked, gets her own stand. Pretty fucking dope. And it just kind of changes hands a couple times, and, like, the same way we see with Part 4, people get pierced, and, if and you know, normally in Part 4, they got pierced. If they die, they die. If they don't, they get a stand. Because it's just a little arrow prick, I think it's a lot more guaranteed that these people will probably get some flavor of stand. Hers, Hermes, is called Kiss. She can generate a sticker from her, internally from her body, and whatever she sticks upon, it makes a duplicate of itself. You know, yep. if I were to put it on your moccasin, it would make a new moccasin. Okay. You know, yeah, if that, I were to rem- I very on board with that. Cool. If I were to remove that sticker, it combines again materialistically, physically. It'll recombine with some force and destruction. We're talking very tiny explosive force. And she uses that very tiny aspect to a very prominent degree like you know there there are things you know that she'll split that she knows are brittle so when they combine they will explode like literally deteriorate themselves from the force of their own smacking together right she copies a broom and then rips a sticker off and then they combine between some guy's neck and like literally just cut cuts the guy down and he dies there's one where she is she puts some gum on a ball puts a sticker on the gum in her mouth and then as the ball is falling in a certain episode she has to catch this ball she rips the sticker off of the gum in her mouth and then the gum that she duplicated on the ball 
comes back to her mouth and she catches the ball and the gum goes back to her mouth. What a fucking awesome use of that power. I, I, I don't know. It, it's, it's a very creative and nuanced look, but you're also looking at Araki. I was just it's all was very weird because she'd like duplicate an arm and then the arm would hit itself and blow up. And it's like, that makes no sense. Well, because the, the force of the hit caused the line down her arm at the point of convergence to be like, oh, fuck, like, oh, shit, like I still have an arm, but it's very badly damaged. OK, like she made that arm because the the foe she was fighting against took the arm off, but she copied that arm. So she already had it on her body and then brought it back because it was holding something she needed. So she had. I don't know. I think we, I needed like one explanation of what the fuck she was doing. Because and, like even what you're saying does not make any sense to me. I'll be right, honest. Right. And again, Iraqi forgets. But it's there like. There are certain elements here that are. What kind you're of, saying does not actually mesh, in my opinion, with what the actual thing is because. What you're basically saying is is essentially like Golden Wind or even the one before that from Josuke where the, you could like essentially reverse time, like take away whatever you did. Diamond, diamond is unbreakable. Right, yeah, right. Yeah, di- yeah. Crazy Diamond, I think this is what it's I called. Have, I Crazy honestly yeah, yeah, yeah. struggle immensely to remember all these stand names. I love all the stand names in all these shows because they're all the bands I give a shit about. Right. So like, I love this shit. Um but yeah, Crazy Diamond can repair things, and it had an element of that, where the thing that she ripped the sticker off would fly back to it to, to recombine with itself, yeah. and she would use that in some very creative ways, and like... Right, I just, I could not figure out how it was generating, like, force enough to blow someone's hand off. Like, I was just struggling to understand that aspect of it, like, normally with previous stands they would explain that at least once like oh i can do this and it'll generate force via like you know x y and z like they try to i think like actually physically explain a lot of the things that happen with different stands which i actually really enjoy yeah um like we can get to a a part later on with whatever weather boy oh yeah weather report yeah Yeah, weather report where he calls like a typhoon of fucking (laughs) poisonous frogs frogs from south america they try to say you know, that has happened in the past. Maybe not, like, specifically this, but, it, yeah, you know, right. there's precedence. Yes. And so, like, precedence for stands I really, really enjoy because it's like, yeah, I mean, you can, like, stretch your imagination just a tad and it's okay. It adds some continuity. Yeah. And it allows you to, yeah, it allows you to, you know, uh, ben- the benefit of the doubt has a little bit more benefit when there's a little bit more explanation like that. And Iraqi's always given just enough for you to be like, Okay. Yeah. Yeah. This is this is wacky as fuck, but at least you did the due diligence of like making me accept your logic a little bit. Yeah. Um I will say Stone Ocean is like very yeah, OP. Yeah, let's talk about Jolene's stand, because her stand's quite crazy because there's a, a couple of hidden shit to it that's a little bit unusually powerful to that. Yeah, I mean I wouldn't say it's it's probably not as strong as um Golden Wind. But it's like certainly close because it like it seems like you know very it, it seems strong like yeah. let's just say like in in corporeal form when it's punching things seems pretty strong very much like your dad's yeah right right yeah, very right, star right. platinum esque yeah but 
like it's got insane utility. Like frankly, the probably the the most useful stand like we've seen from any JoJo the in most, my opinion. And it's been used to great effect in just the first part. I mean, what she can do is she can Yeah, she's u- a little too fucking smart, but yes, yeah. Yes, but she can basically create threads made from her own form to do and and it's they're kind of telekinetically controlled in in certain ways. The the further away they go, the more uh frail they get, but yeah. you know, their strength seems to be based at picking up small objects even from very far away. From close, she can probably do some really cool shit like strangling somebody or restraining somebody, but from further away she can definitely grab certain things. And they're, you know, she's also able to like essentially cast her voice yeah very far and like around corners and through doors and stuff like that because the string is just carrying the vibrations all the way there and it goes two ways right Right. she can attach her string to something from a very far distance they're not very strong but she can hear over the string kind of like a like a can on a string right like a rudimentary telephone yeah she's like honestly super op i do really enjoy her stand yeah the the part of it i like the most is like it seems like the more she casts out, the less like stuff is left inside of her body. And here and they we use are. that really well, I think. Yeah. Like I would be what I wonder is if can she completely empty herself and just like reform somewhere else? Like she could borderline teleport if she starts using this correctly. That's what I'm saying, right? Is that as she like this string that she can put out is made up of her, which I think there or is like, a... Or, like, could she rip her arm off, shoot out a string, and, like, essentially cast her arm 20 feet away? Grab somewhere else and then reconstitute yeah. from the edge of her arm into or that. Or, like, pull back on the string that's attached to her arm. I think that is honestly a genuine question. I think that, from what we saw, this isn't even a headcanon. I think she can definitely do that. She did that with her own corporeal stand. She cast the arm out on a string... Almost like uh, Sticky Fingers from Part 5. He, like, unzipped himself right, right. in a part of his body and cast it out, and then he just had it there. I think hers goes one step further, and she can reconstitute over there. I would love to see that in Part 2, but... Teleport. 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 So, <laughs> teleport gang, rise up. So, but the other thing that we notice is that there's a couple instances where when she has more cast out than she's ever had, she can kind of reform her body around the empty space. So she got punched by a stand while she had a lot of thread pulled out. She made a gaping hole where that stand punched and punched right through her. Are we looking at a poor man's Kamui kind of situation here? Like literally where someone punches her, she can just kind of make a hole because she's like 20% of her is out there in the string. So she can kind of move I viewed it more as like probably Parasite where he could move like the hearts around or whatever. Or... Do that at the same end, yeah. yeah. I can see that. Yeah, like she can literally make a gaping hole where her heart should be, but because 20% of her body is string and over there, yeah. she now has 20% worth of like defensive capabilities to like miss shots. The downfall there is that if she's taking so many blows, she can't miss all of those. So she's going to take some of What that, I right? would think would be a smarter use of her stand would be yes expel a bunch of strings so you have a gaping hole in your stomach but then just like have this string around your legs or whatever like come up wrap the arm and just like start you know spinning as fast as you can and rip the arm off and and she does some of that work in the earlier episodes where she wrapped a 
a bunch of her string around a guy's ankles and then just spun his ass when he's about to shoot her with a gun. Yeah. And just like, yeah, try to shoot me now, bitch. Like, you can't do it. Um, yeah. So I guess now that we're talking about it, I'm starting to see your opinion of where she's a little bit too intellectually OP a little bit. But is that not giving more credence that she is far and away Jotro's daughter? Like, truly the the strategician like that we knew her to be or, or who knew her dad to be right she's her father's daughter right should she not be the same should she not be that street savvy clever kind of person or do you feel that's unwarranted for what we know about her i think it's unwarranted i think here's my my problem all exists from jonathan was stupid rich okay yeah, yeah, he's, he was stupid essentially rich. a noble. <laughs> he was, yeah, straight up. Where the fuck did all that money go to Ario Speedwagon? Um, yeah, I think Jonathan's mother, grandmother, or Dio potentially, I think, stole it all. Maybe that also could be a possibility. I don't, but I don't remember all that. If yeah. I recall correctly, Joseph was also dumb rich. Yes, Joseph was dumb rich. So but I, where the fuck is all that money? Why is Jolene like living in backwater ass Florida doing street kid shit if she's rich as fuck? I think, well, we don't know if she was doing street kid shit. We just know that she was in a hit and run situation with her boy Romeo. No, no, no. She was arrested previously for doing like bullshit. Oh, crime. she was, wasn't she? Yeah. yeah, she was. She was. So yeah, maybe, but the same thing with Joseph. He was doing backstreet shit in New York City in like the 20s. Like no, he was Tommy gunning a vampire. Very different. Yeah, he was, but he was Tommy gunning. Like he always was like a mischief dude. Like but he, he was rich. You can get away with it. You can Tommy gun whoever <laughs> you want as a rich person. If you're a rich bitch, you can Tommy gun whoever the fuck you want. Chicago typewriter, someone's obituary. I Come just on. will say when you're shooting a vampire, I think it's a little different than street kid shit. Oh, f- fine, fine. What fine. was that guy's name? Uh, no one remembers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He has like a very uh. <laughs> uh, dire straight straight suit. Stra- dire straight suit. Yeah, that's who it was. Oh yeah. Oh, I guess he was, wasn't it's he? Straight suit. I think. Yeah, back when, back in the day, back, back in, in the, the fucking days. day. Yeah, part two shit before stands were even a thing. A thing. Oh, Op Hammond users, rise up. Yeah, let's I'm go. On, let's I'm go. on, baby. But yeah, so I mean, we we have we have Jolene who you're right. I think that all that money probably went to the, uh, Ario speed the speed wagon foundation. And you know, I, I guess, Oh, because it, it serves the same purpose, right? The money, the foundation, it's all kind of like, Oh, I don't have just, Oh yeah. Just my money, my plane, my car, my, this, the foundation's car, the foundation submarine, the foundations, you know, uh, uh you know, evac kind of shit. Like, it it serves the same purpose, I'd say. Yeah, but like, why? It just seems strange that you'd live like a shit life as a super rich daughter of a doctor. Maybe he's like not there, but he famously wasn't there. Yeah, yeah, but like, right, right. I would think she should be super fucking rich, and then what's the point of petty crime? I mean, what about you know Giorno? Like he. I guess he just never had the luxury because he never he was Dio's well, kid. Yeah. Dio's kid, different because right? yeah. he wanted to be like a fucking mafioso. Mm, still, still can't get over that. So good. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, she. I don't like- know, man. I just, you know, it's not that I don't vibe with her as a character. I think once she gets into prison and whatever, and what we know about her is fine. She just seems 
unnecessarily smart. Not unnecessarily. I mean, they put her in like ridiculous situations where you'd have to be a fucking super psycho genius to figure it out. I just don't think it meshes with necessarily the backstory they told us. Now, all that to say, it doesn't really fucking matter. <laughs> yeah, I guess it really doesn't. Yeah. yeah, she's a Joe star. Yeah. And it's it's as Joe Tro says at the beginning of this part one, that you have the Joe star blood in you. Your power is to sway. Now, why was and- Joe's... Joe Toro yeah. so fucking depowered to make her the main character. Okay. So, you know, that's exactly the, the point I think is dude can fucking stop time. Don't even give me any, any bullshit. My guy is, well, he got fucking eyes in like he was literally under warped. Like he got infinite Tsukiyomi. Like it, like he was under like a genjutsu essentially from a stand perspective. He was dreaming. Yeah, that's fine, but then when they were like actually like fighting, because he that and this is where we get to the main villain of this show. He had before he can even stop any of that. He got his stand and memory ejected from no, his no, head. No, 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 no. Okay, no, no, we're gonna no, go no. back then. Like I, I don't know. This what is part- before the during the fight that yeah. he gets fucked and yeah. he gets his head ripped off into two parts. Sure, he can stop time, and he knows. Essentially, that there's two people, two stand users fighting him. Because up to this point, he didn't have a daughter to protect. I know that, but he literally can stop time. And he's extremely effing smart. You're telling me the only thing you can think of doing is jumping in front of her and getting shot? Because he isn't who he was before. Starry Platinimi can do anything. Can do anything. That's all I'm saying, man, is that that's something I did catch, is that this isn't our typical Jotaro. He literally stopped time, looked at the situation. He probably had like three other options, but saw that his daughter was about to be shot. So he threw himself in front of her. This isn't the same Jotaro. He's changed. He's had a daughter and maybe in in some way he's like, I came here to break you out. His whole entire mission there was sentimental. Like he came there out of sentimentality in, in, in some small way. Like it, he didn't know about. White Snake. He didn't know about the other stand. I think he's throwing stand. personally. Hmm? I think he's throwing. My guy way? literally just ate bullets for no reason. Okay. There's been a bajillion like scenarios in the last five parts where he's thought of way crazier ways to get out of that kind of stuff. Fine. Here's a here's a real head cannony. He also cons- looks really young still you know i mean he's a he's a joe star they're gonna look good forever I'm i mean just that's saying, how it is <laughs> still looks like he's like max 30 and you're like okay Word. yeah here's my head canony conspiracy about uh jotro does have an overarching plan for this for for jolene for everything right why would he have given her the arrow bit why would he have sacrificed himself and put her in a situation where she has to save him but knows exactly that there is an evac situation waiting. I think he is preparing for a final confrontation with Dio. This is my this is my conspiracy. This is my theory that he wants to see Jolene fully realized. He's putting all his trust, as he did in the first part of this season, putting all his trust into Jolene. I know you can do this. I see you. I came and saw you. You have the Joe Star in you. You can make this work because all of us in the past have. He came and gave her the means to get a stand. He came to her to cat, like be a catalyst 
to for to realize make her realize and give her a mission you need to save me right once he saw all this happen i don't think he anticipated the discs but he once he realized that he was like oh okay i have to rely on her so this is my means i think he was surprised by white snake i think he had no idea that kind of stand a stand that takes other stands yeah, he had but no like, way to see that coming. Y- you have to be uh, at least sort of on the same page with me that he has overcome significantly more difficult odds in the past than that dorky little situation. And like, frankly, when they de-genjitsued, why didn't they just blast out the wall right there with Star Platinum and run away? Yeah, was it not because of that JA's got the the guy stand that could react to like aerodynamics that could he can snipe their asses from like wherever the fuck away. Um right, but then he lets her run out the door to go save Emporio. Yeah, right. Like Do you know what I mean like wh- uh, no, 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 why I'm... okay. fuss over a little baby kid that you don't know that doesn't matter? Right. If it's... like like, I am aware that there is a Dio aspect that needs to be handled. Yeah. Like, you know, whatever you're saying about, like, a f- potential final conflict, whatever, with Dio, right? That's in the, that's literally in the show. No, it's right in up. the cards. We, like, there, this will eventually lead to a Dio final confrontation. Right. Yeah. So, that being very important, why would you not just be like, no, you have to come with me now. Leave. Yeah. That's, that's a fair point. I, I think I think you're right. There is an element here where I think Araki depowered him to the level where it gave Jolene a stage to like... This is, in my opinion, this is what Barato is like. I don't know if it's that extreme. What do in you the, mean? It, you it, depower the two most powerful characters in the entire show right? in an effort to make these kids like strife and their learning mean something. Right. Whereas Boruto did it too little too late at least a Rocky in this part did it at like the first 20%. I'm just saying it's, it's along those lines where you have to take this character. who's a God character essentially. Right. And, and get, you have to depower them in an effort to get a new main character to be on, on center stage. What, what I would have preferred personally, this is going like purely into Ethan's, uh, the Ethan ethos. Yeah. Got it. Into my brain world. Yes. I honestly was expecting and hoping a prison break season where Jolene had to figure it all out herself and she wasn't like under legit imminent danger at all times of like being killed. So she was trying to big brain this Alcatraz type situation and get the fuck out. I thought that would have been a lot more fun if like it was more stand inmates versus potentially like warden and like Like those- stand wardens. Yes, yeah, yes, yeah. yes, yes, yes. Way cooler in my opinion. And then they could even say, like, you know, oh, by the way, Green Dolphin State Penitentiary is actually the only place where stand users get sent. You know what I mean? Just, okay, like, like okay. make it, like... I vibe. Like, a little bit, like, uh, almost bring that mystery aspect from part four. I think you can have your cake and eat it, too, here. Not right now. I'm not. Not right now, but I think from a whole season aspect, and let me tell you why, is because, remember... She has all the tools right now to escape, but she has a mission and and a purpose to stay inside. At any point, if she wanted to deviate and say get the fuck out, she has I think the power to just like bloop and and the allies. She has other stand users that she can just bust the fuck out whenever she wants to. Yeah. But she has a she now has 
a personal reason to stay inside. So I like the dynamic of she's already more powerful than 90% of the people inside and can get outside at any point, but she has an objective. The objective just happens to now be within the prison. So she has to operate within the prison's rules while also achieving her mission. We can have both. And at some point, and we, we saw the main villain, the big daddy is the chaplain of the prison. I think it's right. Father Pucha or Puka, Puki. I don't. I forgot what his last name or father, whatever the fuck his name is. White hair guy. Yeah, but yeah. I mean, in in the dub, he didn't sound have that much or that or uh, it's like P U C C H I or something like that. I, I maybe I got it wrong, but in the dub, it was like a much more normal name. So maybe it wasn't that normal in the sub. Okay, yeah, gotcha. it was a lot more unique. But all that being said, her mission just now happens to be within the prison, which we saw. Yeah, but wouldn't her- it, I think it would have been cooler if it was like the reason she can't just dip at any point is because. Like, she literally can't do it, like because she's has like stands. there's there's stand uh, defenses or something like that in in place. Like, there sort of are though, aren't there? They're kind of are at this point. It's uh, just because Pale Snake is apparently just like able. Uh, sorry, White Snake is able to just control everybody on Earth. Apparently, like he's a little fucked, and I I actually don't like him at all. I we'll talk about him in a I second. Think he's a little, I, I I do agree with you on a couple things on yeah. that for sure. But the other thing, too, is like Jotaro's involvement and his depower, his depoweration is not there's a key difference between the Boruto uh, allegory here, the connection in that where the depoweration of the gods of the Boruto universe is to make a vacuum for the younger generation to rise up in their own power. In this particular case, what is her entire mission exactly? It's to get the memory and the stand of the one of the most powerful stand users ever, her dad, back into full form. It's still in service of him. He's not been devalued. Like, it literally is all for his, like, to get his memory, his stand back in his body. Because it is truly one of the most powerful stands in the world. Yeah. So, but like, like, it literally is all in service of him. But it's, like, in a worse way, I think. Like, why? I think they should not make it that, okay, the only reason Jotaro is even involved in this is because he knows the one way to become, to go to heaven or something like that. Whatever the stupid fucking... Whatever the fucking father's saying. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. it's just a bad reason. And then for him to like, even if he knows that that is... Like, well, it's also, Jolene is also her, his daughter. So I mean, like, I, I, break her out beforehand, you know? It's just, it, I don't know. It's just I, like so contrived because... I am fully aware that what I'm saying is super hypocritical considering it's like Iraqi. Right. I was going to mention it that is it's a show. It's, but it's very much, it is all in line with all the parts prior. I mean, it's very contrived that Josuke and Giorno are even parts in, in and of themselves. We have an illegitimate child of Joseph and a child of Dio right. that just happened to be that way. It's, it is in and of itself a bit contrived, but that's I been Iraqi. I am fully aware of that. And, but, but you aren't entitled to. I think you aren't making like a completely illogical case here. Like I think this is this. You make some sense. <laughs> yeah, this this does make sense. I, I, I mean, the only you. the only thing that's like a saving grace is like obviously Joe Taro does not know who the villain is, or else he would have just gotten dealt with him. And he also doesn't know what memory is important, right? So like obviously that's yeah, yeah, that's yeah. 
the whole reason why, you know, but like if you're super dumb rich or super dumb strong, I mean, like, why would you not just have Speedwagon World <laughs> be her fucking lawyer and like win or just buy her out of pr- like, you know what I mean? Like, I know it's because then there wouldn't be a show. Like, that's why I know I'm being hypocritical right now. I think but it's more- just like you're dumb rich, you're dumb strong make it happen i think i think there's just more we don't know wait this is only part one why would Joe i really Tiro, fucking hope so because yeah. it seems real dumb right now jotaro said a lot of very poignant language that would imply that i'm putting my trust in you jolene kind of weird champ too i gotta it, i gotta it, be yeah honest. it's a little weird but i think there's he said that i think in more context than just like Oh, getting yourself out of prison, getting me to the shore, blah, blah, blah. Like, look, I need you to be a fully fledged stand users. Clearly some shit's going on here and someone got the jump on me and I'm clearly in a bad way. I'm not going to die. Like he's like, I'm good. Like literally he said like, it's just a little blood. No big deal. I don't think he was clowning here. I think he genuinely meant that. Well, I think he was trying to get his daughter to not stand there and get shot personally. That being said, I think... Jotro's always been the guy to have the bigger plan. I think he has a bigger plan here than going on. Maybe I'm being a conspiracy theorist, but I've seen Iraqi pull crazier shit. In the it's past. just weird to be like, he's my crazy. plan is to have my stand and my memories stolen. He didn't plan that. Stupid. He made that up on the spot. Like, I'm fucked. I need someone to get this back. And in, <laughs> in the interim, my daughter, now who clearly has a stand, is going to have to be fully realized or dead or we're both dead. Then it doesn't even fucking matter, right? Either you become fully realized as a stand user and an asset to me in my further endeavors, or we're both dead and it doesn't even fucking matter. So, I mean, like, it's literally a doubling down. Like, he's like, oh, like, I truly think he got the jump. He got jumped on by Whitesnake. Because who would have predicted? You could steal stands. And his power, he will give stands to people. He gave stand to that fucking uh, Foo Fighters. Can we talk about Foo Fighters? Real quick? I want to keep talking about this quick. Okay, fine. fine but why fine, put? Fine. I don't know. It just seems like a not Jotaro thing to do to put yourself in a situation where you're locked into a prison. Like I said, I don't think he could. He didn't anticipate it. He just didn't see it coming. He knew John Bellino or whatever the fuck was there. John John Jelly A or something like that. Something like that. Yeah, right. He knew he was there. He but didn't I'm know just about saying Whitesnake. he like knew Dio associates were involved instantly. Sure. He only had as much intel as he had. I'm just saying it's just like it just seems so not part three Jotaro. Because it's not. It's part six Jotaro. We're looking at a guy. We're looking at a guy who Sorry, has Sorry, not part three or part four. Four. He has a lot more to lose. He's coming to see his fucking daughter. I like, don't know. I think that is pure. Is it outside of his character? Sure. But is he changing to make way for the others like Jolene and the Joes to come later? Yeah, I'm assuming. See, I'm willing, as long as you're willing to say that they depowered him on purpose so that oh, she uh, has a space to be. Yes, 100%. Okay, I'm yeah. fine with that. Yeah, no, no. But uh, to what end? I don't think Iraqi's going to be as dumb as whatever, uh, you know, Kishimoto's right uh, uh, assistant is doing Boruto right now is doing the writing and he's just kind of writing off on it. I think Araki is doing it in a certain more nuanced way. But this is only predictions about halfway or one third way through the season. I would love to come back to this after part six is done because I think he's he's done it in the past. He's kind of wrapped things up in a very it's felt again bizarre. Blah, blah, blah. But I mean. 
I, I think I think there is a plan, a contrived one, sure, but a plan nonetheless. It may not be satisfying, but it will be like, I see where he's going with this, and it's all right. It just seemed a little bit too... I mean, he has a storytelling style that is very roundabout, like, yes. with, with all of his parts, oh, that's right? A, that's a yes joke. I see. <laughs> that's a <laughs> word. Um, all right. Yeah, that's very... <laughs> <laughs> to be continued amorphous my amorphous let's yeah. just say does he, um, does he go left field yes does he come back to home plate i think most he does of the generally times, come back he does right? generally come back so i think and so like i understand that that is probably going to happen i'm just saying i hear you it would be a struggle for me to call this a very highly you know amazing part and it's literally probably just because i have not seen the second half where they come back around and like all the pieces of the puzzle fit together because he does do that generally. Yeah. Now, you know, I think his storytelling has changed a lot, which is good because is it? Okay. Well, part one, two, and three were kind of wild, right? Like part three had literally two different stories slammed into one. Fucking love part three, though. Yeah. Part one was just like a, a trial, I guess. In- part one and two felt like they were married together. Like yeah. they should have like and I think they're commonly considered one part by a lot of the fandom. Like even Netflix <laughs> Fools, frankly. F- fools. Even Netflix groups them as part one and two as one season. Yeah. That's it just true. does feel that way, right? Because that's the Hamon kind of arc. And uh Yeah, I mean I think his storytelling has somehow become a little bit more, you know, like refined, but also more wild. Like he's his curves have become more wide. It definitely takes more changes or chances, not changes. Dwee. Yes, dwee. Uh, but yeah, I see what you're saying. In, in like, I don't know what his deal was with this season. Like very like interesting sexual choices as well. Like like essentially the first like the first episode of this pops off really hard, really fast. Where she gets she gets upset because she was literally flicking bean while like yeah the, the the a guard comes in and just watches her do right it. yeah and, and so the reason why like, she's like the the moonlight just hit me right and i just got real hot and bothered baby and like, i was just <laughs> like what the hell am i watching so this is something we actually have talked about in the past and patrick has brought up on the show patbot where iraqi has this very interesting arc and commentary on masculinity and femininity and the way they kind of converge. And I think this part six being a very woman-heavy cast and a woman-centric penitentiary, and they all still kind of feel built and manly in a way, this seems like a very natural arc when we had a lot of feminine men in part four and five, and a lot of feminine poses, feminine uh, you know, designs and fashion choices. You have kind of an opposite take. You have a lot of, you have a lot of female characters showing both femininity and their own anatomy, they talk about a lot of shit. One chick tried to smuggle in hundreds of bucks in her boob implants. Right. Like, literally, silicon implants, like, like I got like like 400 fucking dollars in these titties, baby. Like, no big deal. That was but Hermes. That, that was it. And, like, but they have a lot of masculine traits for females. I think this is a Rocky's play here. It's just this arc about masculinity and femininity over the years where it started out as the 80s action star squared off shoulders, big, almost impossibly bulky dudes, and they just become more slender and feminine. And then these females have a lot more masculine traits while also being clearly recognized as females and using that in certain plot elements, you know? And um, 
I don't know. I think you're right to probably be a little put off. Like, why did the sudden like sudden shift? Why did these choices happen? But if you think about Araki's arc in his character designs and plots, this feels like a very natural step for him, I would say. Yeah, I don't think I said I was put off by his choices. I'm just saying he took a lot of chances in this season that I don't think he's ch- oh, yeah, taken not, not in other off, seasons. Just, yeah, you can recognize um, him like, oh, this is new. <laughs> right, but yeah. it's definitely like an evolution, I think. And it's been, I think, clearer to see throughout all of it. Um one thing that was interesting to me, and and this is another thing where it's like I know Iraqi is like into clothes and into like his fashion is absolutely you know, absurd. Uh, well, clothes and poses and all this kind of shit. But it is a little bit weird that this prison is just like seems like free reign. Do whatever the fuck you want. They didn't give a shit, right? You can wear whatever <laughs> clothes you want. We'll just yeah. slam. As long as you Green wear the Dolphin coat. State University on your back. <laughs> yeah, as long as you have the coat, everything's cool. Yeah, but they actually have a little bit of precedence for that, is that you're actually free to do a lot in this prison. You're free to sleep in. You just won't get fucking breakfast. Like, right. Not a problem. Like, you want to sleep in? Knock yourself out. You don't get to eat. So, like, you wear what you want to wear? Fine. As long as you have this, the one thing we tell you to wear. Yeah, so, it's just like, yeah. I understand he's going to do his... He's going to do... He, Iraqi gonna don't do, do it. He gonna do. He yeah, gonna yeah. do his fashion. I. Right? <laughs> Y'all best believe he gonna do that shit. I. Right? Yes. But a little crazy to see a prison just with like all these different clothing, like, uh, I guess styles and everything everywhere. I will admit that the setting, like Iraqi, you can play baseball or catch for like six hours straight. Nobody gives a. No fuck. one gives a fuck, and when they do give a fuck, it actually doesn't actually matter yeah. if you just give them enough money. Like literal currency did have a lot of sway because it was prison. I actually like that element. I a did lot. too. I actually really enjoyed that. That was sick. That we're like, like yes, in this very this prison where it seems like anything goes, as long as you got fucking money. If it's you good. have cash, yeah. and getting it in a prison is not easy. Well, that so, but just like also guards are like fully on the table to get bribed. Oh yeah, and, the, yeah. and they clearly know if you have the cheddar, you're gonna get your cheese. Right. So as long as you're playing the game, they're playing it too, and. That that made this kind of weird B-side economy really interesting, that it kind of was, the stands clearly were the power to, you know, in, in, like, assert your dominance or assert your power, but if you did have thousands, you really didn't need a stand, right. you just kind of, like, flash that cash and everything was cool, and, you know, uh, I remember the, the really cool dichotomy was that big black chick that was just, like, like, you we reserve these a month in advance but if you have the cash like you can give that to me but you clearly are poor as fuck so you can't <laughs> yeah. cut in front of me and then when jolene beat marilyn manson and got like thousands of dollars like yeah here's like a couple hundred and she not only gave her the spot she groveled for like 30 straight seconds like stole a drink from someone else here's a complimentary cola my my lady my yeah. siege uh, my liege and uh, sis liege. Yeah, sis liege. I'm a, I'm a simp for you, liege. Yeah, and it was it was very interesting to see that B side layering of like there is other ways of enacting power in this prison. But to your point of the fashion of Iraqi, I think he betrayed himself a bit with having a prison as the setting because I agree. Like, yeah. what, what are you supposed to do? You yeah, know? right. Like the only thing he could do is just like kind of pull an Iraqi forgets and be like. Yeah, they're supposed to be in uniform, but the main characters are kind of just like, boom, fashion, head to toe. Right, exactly. Yeah. So, you know, 
a bit of betrayal. The setting itself was good for plot, but not good for his character designs because it just didn't work. You're like, why are these people in the most lavish outfits? Even some of the guards looked lavish. Like that one, the one the trigger warning for those, the suicidal tendency guy. Um, yeah, he was a janitor. He yeah, was actually he was, an inmate. Yeah, but that was one of the wildest, like yeah. craziest. I want to talk about. We're we're pretty deep in the cut right now. But what I was want, his name? It was like um, I do not remember. <sighs> yeah, um, oh, he's just a janitor guy. It was a famous band, McQueen. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, McQueen. That's it. Um, so he uh, he had suicidal tendencies, but he had his memory disc ripped out by Whitesnake. So he didn't remember he had his stand, but his stand was still active. So his stand was if he tried to kill himself, the person he was nearest to or touched would be subjected to the way he was trying to kill himself. So right. he uh he tried to hang himself and um Ermes basically had a neck like she was being choked. He tried to drown himself. She had suddenly uh, a ring of water around her mouth. He was trying to electrocute himself. She suddenly felt electrical shock. Right. What a crazy ass stand. That's a really interesting, but very personal for him because he had those tendencies already. It's very personal to him. Yeah, I guess I just don't understand if he can or cannot kill himself. You know, like does um, the stand preclude him from actually dying and just like foists whatever's going on onto somebody else? No, I think that's that's what White Snake was saying. Like you are the purest evil because. You want so badly to end you, but you have an even greater desire to drag someone else down with you. And that makes you the purest evil. Do I think he it precludes himself from dying? I don't think so. I just think he had attempts and then never went through. And I think that played into his stand. Maybe his stand did preclude him from yeah, dying. Yeah, because then it would be like, I literally can't kill myself. But he can, he can kill somebody else yeah. with that. Which, like, he claimed to have not actually killed the lady that he was in prison for killing. Did he actually claim that? I thought he was, yeah. like, I thought he reveled in that. No, no, no. She jumped off. Oh, that's right. She ju- she was committing suicide, and he shot her out the window accidentally. On a- yeah, on And accident. they blamed him for her death. Right. What a fucking wild. <laughs> I mean, whether that was true or not, I don't know, because of his, like, memory problems, whatever, but true it does facts. seem like yeah. a situation where he was blamed for something like absolutely freaking bonkers like that's like an act astronomically of god. impossible it's like for... an act of god type situation right, right right and then you're just like well like what can i even do here right yeah so like his, his ability like to kill people but not be able to like take himself out would be kind of like a really twisted ass court uh again very quirky very, stand a very again i feel like his uh, rocky's most creative stuff here almost got underutilized in yeah. some ways because that w- what would you say was your favorite stand from this from this part i know mine uh the because it was op as fuck jumping spark cannon boy you like the jumping uh uh jack jump flash or jumping jack flash i think it's what it's called he's called like jack spark on, uh, in dub but jumping jack flash is a is a song by the stones so i think that's what it was actually supposed yeah. to be um but he could make uh he can make fields of anti-gravity so effing sick but and but the way it was used i mean that's that, it was a rocky classic yeah. reasoning and none of it was unfounded like all of it was very you know all of it made sense and i'm like fuck man like that was uh, for me well, I will say there was like some science they they somehow missed. 
what you thinking? Well, what, they could have thrown anything off their body and gone the opposite direction. She, we we she saw- could have used used her string ability to go outside of the, the uh, um, gravity field and pulled herself to something. I think the throwaway line was... She could teleport. Because she didn't have gravity, she relied on that a little bit. And because there was none of that, she couldn't really orient herself, so she couldn't really control it very well. So she tried shooting it out and just kind of went... Just kind of like became this wet, like just this tangled mess. She's like, I can't really... So the stands have no mass? So I think it what it they did have mass, but she couldn't. But she has a level of telekinetic control from finger to end. So she was like, "I can't do this. I don't have an orientation right, right now." Right. But if you're in zero gravity and you shoot anything off with mass and velocity, to, you go the opposite direction at the same. But they did. There's a number of times in that sequence where they did have that. Remember, there was even a little one where Jolene was like floating on her back and her taking off her jacket put her right side belly belly down like she literally went 180 from I the just, force of taking I off i think her there jacket. would be more there should have been more of that is what you're saying. Bit, like more interesting ways to use like the ideas of like anti-gravity well there, there was the moment where jolene did punch a hole in her cloud suit and she did start to fly towards yeah um which i liked because i was like um in the martian yes that was pretty good uh but yeah my favorite's weather report I forgot, what his, report, I forgot what his actual name was. I did they, like they didn't say his actual name in okay I, in I think, the um dub. I feel like they did. I think they. I, I think they he just doesn't have him. his memory, so he doesn't know what his name was. Oh, I think I think Emporio like called him by his stand, so they called him Weather Report. Yeah, just he is that. Um, but he can control the fucking weather. We're talking about like an Omega level, like yeah, he's a like mutant, like literally storm, like that's. An un, that's an ungodly and his control was way higher than storm it was too. he had he basically put an airfield of such density that the stands speed of punch for uh what's his face jumping jack flash literally calls aerodynamic friction and fire on his own arm what yeah like, what the fuck that's insane to me but like that that's where my problem you know that i've talked about before is just like Every character in this effing show is like an astrophysicist. You know what I mean? Like everyone is so freaking smart. The only person I'll give a pass to is Weather Report. Because remember, he's kind of also a ghost living. What is he, a meteorologist? No, but he has had his stand. He's had his stand for he's years. He's given Weather Report. He's, he is technically a meteorologist, I guess. His name's actually Jack Hale. Oh, yeah. Jack Hale. Yeah. yeah. Hazy Hale. Yeah. No big deal. He, uh, He's had a stand for a while because he was part of Emporio's stand where he could... Uh, Jim Drizzle. Jim Drizzle. <laughs> I'm Donnie Downpour, and this is me controlling the fucking weather. Imperio's was a little weird. Uh, yeah, he... Like, he, ghost object. So... He, like, cre- first of all, was able to enter a ghost room that doesn't exist. And then he was also able, he said, to interact with ghost objects. Man, I forget the show. There was a show that someone had a power like this where they can touch an object and they can see the history of the entire object. I can't remember what show that was, but the definitely the show that we both watched that had that shit in that where someone could touch like, you know, say like my phone, right? And they can see like from its manufacturing all the way to today. 
and they can see every hand it's changed, every place it's been. He does it one step further that he can like materialize the ghosts of things that have been destroyed. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a lot. I get it. It's very nebulous in concept, but Well, I just feel like you can frankly do anything with something like that wild. Yeah, right. But he's confined. That's why he's confined to the walls of the, of the <laughs> which of the prison, by the way right? he's created an entire system of tunnels throughout this prison that nobody's found yet also he walks around clear as fucking day that's also very true and he's, I remember there's a scene that's like i can't go up the stairs there's a lot of inmates up there but and, no inmate just looks down and be like why, why is, is that a kid boy? It, like in peewee baseball uniform that's right the other thing <laughs> he's literally in the ball and mitt the why? entire time <laughs> he was born in the prison <laughs> His mom died in the prison. Why does he have... He somehow finds clothes that fit him that are a little baseball jersey <laughs> and cap with a glove and ball. Like, what is going on in this prison? I feel like this is going to be a part two answer. There's t- That's too weirdly specific, right? Like, it has... To, there has to be. And did, if there's what, not... Did, like, Iraqi wish he had played baseball when he was a kid? Is that, like, the the secret? After seeing interviews of that guy, that could totally be what happened. (laughs) Like, seriously, that dude's weird as fuck. In a a very wholesome way, but weird as fuck. But, yeah, that has to be a part to answer. If not, expect a full, full core clowning from me and Ethan on that (laughs) shit. Because if he doesn't answer that, oh, baby, I'm going to clown his ass for days. Because that's a weird thing just to have. Just to have. In a show of the weirdest fashion, why dress someone up in Little League coach pitch, right? Like, why do that? Deaf weird. <laughs> Deaf weird. Um, because but, it literally made him look like a legit, like, ghost thing. It, it you know did, what I mean? Yeah, it, he it was, like a ghost. It was almost like, if, if he was wearing normal clothes, it'd be like, what the hell is going on with this kid? But it's like, this kid is a ghost, guaranteed. He's an entity out of time and space. Yeah. Like, he literally doesn't belong in that time or in that location. He also looks a little bit like Dio. Like, he looks like Doesn't a little he? kid. And yeah. so I'm like, what the fuck is going on with this little kid? Dude, watch watch that be the hit, man. He like, could he, be some relation. Because remember, all we know about him is that his mom had a kid It's also in Italian. His name is Italian. Yes, it is. Emporio. He, is Giorgio going to show up? Oh, my fucking God. Because who knows, right? Right. All we know. That'd be fucking lit. I would actually... Change this to a 99 if he just shows up randomly. Right. He was one of the two characters in this first part that was born with a stand. Yeah. He was born with that ability. So a blonde haired kid with an Italian name with a mom. And all we know is that the mom had the kid and died in the prison in the fire. I'm assuming that we don't know how that started. Right. And maybe just, it was uh God dang. I forget his name. Uh, Father. What's his face? No, or, no, 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 um, no. Part three. Oh, help me out here, man. I don't know. He's part of the main crew. He has a fire stand. Oh, the black dude with the medallions and yeah. all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he had like red something. Was Al- his... Alvin? <sighs> sure. I don't know. Like that. So red ma- Phoenix. Red Phoenix, something thing. like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean. It would just be funny if like they literally connected it all somehow that way. That that would be kind of that'd be kind of dope. We know Dio's in play at the end of the season. He was talking to our boy Daddy Pru. Pr- that Pookie. was in the past. I'm gonna lose my mind if you I know say this he one wa- more time. I know he was in the past, but he's working for Dio now, and Dio is not going away. So he's still Dio's dead. No. <laughs> this is literally the point of the show, right? Okay, so Pale Pale Snake White Snake said, "I'm mad at Joe Taro because he killed Dio, who is the only person that knew how to get to heaven. Now 
He tries to steal Jotaro's mind because Jotaro had seen what was in Dio's diary Dio's before it got never burnt. dead. Dio's never dead. But he he's thinks around. he's dead. He thinks he's dead. Okay. okay Remember fine. he said, I never got to fine. see my friend again. Fine. Fine. The father thinks Dio's dead. We know Dio isn't necessarily dead. If you think of the timeline of Dio giving birth to Giorno, he must have survived in some capacity past Jotaro. In my head. That's all know. I'm saying. I don't, I don't know if I agree with that. Fine, I think he fine. will be contrived back into existence, but I don't think he's currently active currently. He literally is plot armor villain. Yes, but he's edition. not active at the moment. Fine, fine. I he think has, that needs to be said. You're, you're, you're right. Dio. And I need, uh, you, I need yeah, you to be yeah, on the same page here yeah. that, that Pale Snake has not talked to him since when he was a little kid. He said he was 16 directly, and it was a quote. Okay. The fine. last time he saw him. Fine. Dio's not actively in play. I agree. Thank God. Dio's not actively in play. I think by the end of as part can, six, he yeah, will as be. As you guys can, can clearly tell, we argued about this for like 20 minutes before we started recording. I, I get it, but I'm just saying Dio's still doing some shit. He's still around somewhere. Now, he could be reverberating things like, like reverberations of his previous actions, but I do not believe he is out and active based on what they've said in this early part. Right. Why would he want the father to find out how to quote unquote make it to heaven? I don't think and he, died. But I think then he was like, just fucking with the kid. I'll be honest with you. You think he's just fucking with I him? I legit thought he was messing with him when he was a little kid because he was going into the sem- seminary. He said that. <sighs> fine, fine, fine. And, and he's like, "I'll tell you one day when you come find me." And he said, "I was pissed because I before I went to go find him, he already was killed by JoJo." Okay, fine. But apparently, his like idea of how to get to heaven was recorded in a diary which first we've heard of it you know yeah right and that was back at the very like tail end of part three right. when they, like this, everything this was vampire finished. diary somehow literally the vampire diaries he burned the vampire diaries he read it oh my god burned it vampire diaries the show is a spinoff of dio it's me dio it's dio okay let's talk about foo fighters because we're okay uh, we're, we're we're way past the typical length which but, is fine but yeah just this is all there's actually a lot to unpack for only 12 episodes there's a lot of meat in a joke but also season. it's like yeah because it's such a like insane saga it's a legacy like for they sure. all pull, yeah. call back and they pull parts from from one two three four five and we gotta we gotta and we're on the sixth part if you really think about it we watched a lot of this fucking show it's a lot of this fucking show to go around dude but yeah last person we'll talk about we gotta talk about foo fighters what the fuck is foo fighters yeah well so there is precedence of course for like a non-human to gain a stand Yes. But this is the kind of a weird scenario where FF is both stand and stand user. Yeah, so we have things like Iggy in the past. We have the gorilla from part three where his stand was an entire fucking battleship, <laughs> so like tanker boat. That was boat. actually one of my favorite. Awesome. That 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 was the first time you could see what a stand could be. Yeah, right. It, like it, it was crazy. Um but they were stand and stand user. Not necessarily being sentient, but they became it later. But you have now this weird plankton-esque life form, life form that it in and of itself, its power is to rapidly multiply in the presence of water. So it could take, and once it, if it's in an abundance of a moist environment. Is he a mold? I Th- think that would have been a better explanation, actually. I think he's a plankton. Like he's literally like a, sh- like a tiny krill, right? And he, as long as he has- Is there plankton in 
Florida marshes. Uh, I'm thinking, like I said, like little krill, like little crawdads. Okay, you know, little crawdads, little, little crawdads, crawdads little crawdads. But yeah, remember when um, down there to buy you, <laughs> Hermes gets sucked into the bucket underwater and then sees like the little crawdads. They're all in like this big bunch, and it's like multiplying in front of her face. That was a little weird because. When she did look in the bucket, they showed us what was the inside of the bucket, and there was literally nothing. It was a little bit of a puddle. In that puddle was... I didn't, I didn't see any puddle when she like tilted it. It was a, it was a teeny... I it, was watching on very high speed, to be fair. That is fair. I watched it regular speed. It zoomed in, and it had like just the residuals of water in it. That's it. Huh. And, like, and that's what she was saying. Like I didn't look closely enough. In that residuals of water was just the remnants of these little... Krill boys. And these little krill boys can turn into one, two, four, eight real fucking quick. And Which I thought was cool because, like, if I almost feel like it can't be a plankton because that's not how plankton, like, reproduce. Right. But it would be cool if it was like, yeah, she's an amoeba. Right. Because they do actually, like, mitosis. Right. We are legion. We are one. I think that that is what the stand power is. It gave this krill, this amoebic like power to just violently reproduce right. and multiply pretty cool it was pretty no no i i think the stand itself was very powerful the reward risk situation like in in an aquatic situation that stand is god but it only can do that in the presence of water and when it, and it literally is utilizing water as a vessel in a context where water is rapidly absorbed that's its weakness so you know uh, they use that to full effect where it can inhabit a dead human body and just take it over as a shell and use the the water in that body to kind of flush itself out. Very interesting. Very cool. Um, Avdol, thank God. Avdol. Oh, Magician's Avdol. The uh, Avdol. Magician Red. Yeah. Yes. Ooh. Nice. Oh, I appreciate you looking that up because that was uh, a low key burning me too. Yeah, I was like, mm-hmm. God dang it, what the guy's name? But yeah, FF, aka Foo Fighter, became a character after Jolene won its heart and mind. And um, yeah, a little too easy, in my opinion. A, a little, little weird, too champ. Easy? Yeah. Um, and then also kind of strange, like, frankly, too powerful of an ability. It can shoot like fucking bullets out of its fingers. This right. is crazy. It can shoot bullets. It literally can like kill a body and then like inhabit any other. Inhabit it? Yeah. And change and any piece of a body that it wants, like at it, will. If it were to just like snap, it can just start inhabiting every other body. And Th- just that multiply was like, violently. That's that was a that was a plot element that we saw. I must say, like it. potentially one of the greatest fears, like like a situation I could see being very terrifying of yeah. like, like I, I would say like alien movies or something where there's like some symbiote or something. It's like a symbiote. Yeah. Like yeah. Sneak inside your body, like body snatcher kind of scenario. That was literally, that's why parasite happened. Yeah. Our main character just happened to cut him off at the arm. Yeah. If he didn't, that it's literally what would have happened to him. Like straight up. Migi. Migi. <laughs> uh, but yeah. So, I mean like it, and it became like a friend, um, which was, really useful which was cool um but i'm curious to see like it and like he even like he let's make it clear looked like a he but snuck into a female body just decided to multiply in the booba area and just like hide a disc yeah in there now so, ff is definitely a girl ff is definitely a fff a femme fatale female <laughs> Easy. okay Easy. you said female twice in that well you know 
different languages. Yeah, doesn't, fair doesn't, enough. It doesn't matter. Actually makes a great point, folks. Yeah. But um, I mean... I will say the game that she brings on of, of the, like, it, the Marilyn Manson game with awesome. the catch, you know? Yeah. I thought it was fun how they were, like, so conscious of the rules, but they, like, forgot to say that she's only playing catch with FF. Right? Yeah. And then Jolene used that. She's like, yeah, bitch. I said I can yeah. play with anybody. You said you have to catch it a hundred times. Yeah. You have to catch it a hundred times. You never said I had to play catch with who. So literally attach the ball to a string and ping pong her ass. Yeah, a thousand times. And literally rained cash like you just won on the prices right. Just like, ching baby. Do you want to have an aura aura battle? An aura aura battle right now? Yeah. Three, two, one. <laughs> right so we're, we're deep in we're deep into this but you know we have to do it to them yeah. we're only rating the first half of the season but given what you saw on these 12 episodes what would you give this yeah so like i said i, I did really like the art i liked um even the costumes whatever like, production just absolutely slapped yeah i mean i would say i did not really particularly enjoy the setting i think both italy was sicker of course, Morio was a little bit more fun because it was like a little more expansive, but it was still like tight. Yeah, I, I get what you're saying. And, yeah. and my favorite, I, I would say, in terms of like setting, was definitely part three, where it was like a world tromping, globe trotting adventure. Yeah, it was like a third of the way around the world from where they're much going. more yeah. fun, in my opinion, than just like stuck in one little area, which is weird because I did really enjoy the show Prison Break, which is literally just one prison. That show was pretty, you know what I mean. Pretty awesome. But, yeah, yeah. Um, so I would say setting for me is down a okay. little bit. Okay. Um, I I don't really have anything necessarily against Jolene except for like, given her past, seems a little really, really, really smart. <laughs> she's she's smart given where she came from. She seems like she has a PhD in like everything. Everything. <laughs> um, and it's but she is cool. She's like a, definitely a cool character. She, I think supporting cast maybe a little bit down from previous years. Yeah, um, I liked Hermes. I liked uh, FF is interesting as yeah, a thing, but um, I don't know. I can't remember her stupid ass uh, roommate though. Uh oh, um, psycho bitch Gwen's or Gwen's. She had Gigi dolls. She yeah, had yeah, Gugu yeah. dolls. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Gwez, Gwez, something some, like that. Some yeah, I think it is. Like I think it is Gwez. Yeah, but yeah. like she was wild. She's just not a, she's not a Omega fan. She's Kind of a psycho. I think I both like and dislike Pale Snake. I think he's like once again just ridiculously freaking powerful, but like yeah. also out of nowhere. Yeah, I, I like. I, think I need the origin story. I think we're suffering from halfway yeah, yeah. season. Hundred so percent. I'm keeping it there. So I definitely, definitely agree with you. They but set I'm him just, up. I'm, I'm trying to lay out my my perspective. He's on the whole no thing. Kira, but he can be a good one. It's all, he could be a good villain. He's definitely no Kira. He's definitely no Kira. And he's he no Dio. A, he's no. Of course, he's no Dio. Come, and he's no on. whatever the guy from Part Five's name was. Uh, sure. Yeah, that was a crazy season. Anyway, it, we crazy. never talked about it actually on this show. We, um, we can double back before Part Two comes. Out. Um, but so like I, I think cast is not as strong personally. Okay. In my opinion, as like previous parts, I'm into this cast. I'm a big fan of it. Uh, I don't. I think they're not as strong, but I think they do hold up for what the setting is. They're like sure. okay. I, yeah, I think they're yeah, certainly yeah. serviceable, but I do not feel as like interested in this party. Like Jolene, I'm down for. Yeah, but like really, the rest of them, I could give her a take. Like Hermes, fucker, uh, crazy Guez, whatever, whatever. Yeah, okay. you know what I mean. Like not 
Emporio, I need answers, <laughs> frankly. And Weatherboy was sick. Weatherboy was my dude. Yeah, he was Let's dope. go. Yes. Okay. Um, okay. All that to say, I think I would give it because it is part of a very long and storied series. Okay. Which I know should turn around by the end of it. I'll Quit give it an eighty-five. Eight. You got to do eighty-five. Yeah. Okay. It, it is a solid show. It does not, of course, in in the first half, live up at all to what everyone said. Okay. Everyone's like, oh, this is the best JoJo part. Nope. Not yet. Not yet. Okay. Not even a little bit. It's very, very, I guess, like, average would be like a C. Sure. This is very B. This is very B. Which is average to some people, so. So, when I came into this episode, before we started, I was gushing to the nines, almost literally. Yeah. To you. Um, but as we talked, I decided I am going to give this an 89 out of 100 bribes. <laughs> I'm the bribes. king of fucking with your shit. <laughs> I'm 89 out of 100 bribes to the guards. And the reason why I'm not going to give it a full 90 is because I was, it, it generated a level of hype for me. I, and I, I actually wasn't affected. I didn't hear a lot of this hype prior. I didn't. I didn't hear the part six was going to be the be all end all or anything like that. But I did come into it. It hyped me up. I do like the cast. I think I've seen better cast. But I'm looking at full parts in retrospective. We are looking at just the first possible third of what could be a 90s arc. So I see all the bones and some of the muscle of a 90s arc. But I'm going to give it an 89 because David Production went to the 9s. Because it doesn't have sinew. It doesn't have... Nope, <laughs> nope. You're right. You, ligaments. I feel seen now. I feel seen. You you called me out. Yeah. <laughs> you're right, though. Um, but I'm... I'm I'm thinking Jolene's becoming one of the tops because she is hearkening back to that real classic Jotaro, which they was maybe artificially decreased in coolness for in favor of Jolene. But Jolene is capturing some of what made part three Jotaro so damn good. And if she keeps on this trajectory, we got ourselves one of our my top three JoJo's on my hands. In now, my, in do my you heads. think it's because like originally Jotaro was so fucking sick because he was a delinquent. Let's be real. For sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you think that that's like really like the homage essentially is she's also a delinquent? It's an homage, sure, but she's carving her own way, I think. She's a little bit more I'm here to save my friends energy, a little less calm and collected but has all the brain games going on. She per This is just my she's opinion, a little more I guess. She's flippant like a Joseph, but she's not She does not seem to have that edge though that I would have expected. Right. Because she's not Jotaro, but she's hearkening some of that energy, but she's still making her own OG path as a Joestar, which I'm so into. Like yeah. she's still, she's still literally willing to turn on a dime for her friends. Jotaro would be the guy with his hands still in his pockets. He had the plan all along. No big fucking deal, right? Right. It's a big fucking deal to Jolene. She will run. She'll run down the hall for her friends, right? And that's what makes her a little different. But there are those moments she walks in opens the cell door, has all the Iraqi like panel art and he's hand on the hip, like absolutely fuck you energy. She captures some of it, but not all of it. She makes it her own, but she's still Jotaro's daughter. And we can see that in this arc. And if she keeps going down this road, I got a top three Jojo on my hands and I'm going to stand by that. But only time will tell. We'll see what happens. Yeah, part. I don't know. Maybe, I don't know if, if maybe the pacing was a tiny bit weird because it was like, They'd meet somebody and then become best friends instantly, almost. Yep. Like with FF, that Giorno happened. Giorno kind of did a little bit of that, too. 
Yeah, but Giorno is part Dio, and he's just like he's literally char- charismatic to the nut. Uh, yeah, every to the time wall, they yeah. mention Dio, they say like how fucking beautiful and charismatic he is. Even this guy, Pale Snake, said it. Oh yeah, and like yeah, like it would take. He was the most beautiful man I've ever met. I'm like, what? It would take Dio like three or four sentences to capture anybody's heart. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So I get what you're saying. He had that Dio charismatic right. energy, but um, she has that JoJo like, common. Er- yeah, like Hermes. Did something bad to her, like, realistically, like, stole her shit and then, like, sold it to somebody else. Yeah, right. And then, like, they talk for five seconds and they're, like, homies all of a sudden again. And it's like, okay. That's a little bit of the Girona energy, though, right? It's like, I'm going to trust you. I shouldn't trust you. Remember the 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 wristband thing where, like, I'm going to run this way. I'm literally going to trust you to make sure I don't blow up. Yeah. But- and she's like, why the fuck would this chick right here oh you know what I, yeah but I by feel then like they I were like already that. boys it was like wild <laughs> it, they were already boys yeah girls the gals yeah the gals just girl talk just just ladies girl talk being in the ladies. shed girls being girls talking that shit baby in the middle of the barn next yeah. to the tractor no big deal but you know what guys thank you so much for coming to this i would say extended episode we had a lot to, there's a lot to unpack with for JoJo. 12 episodes i gotta say like There's it's a definitely a shit. testament to Rocky that he's able to like first of all continue a series like this. We nitpick the pacing, but at the same time, it's still just great. It was solid, hundred percent. Be- being able to fit all that shit in twelve episodes, yeah, like come sure. on now. And little mini arcs—that's the way to do it. Yeah. We talked about it in the past, little mini arcs. But I agree, totally. Yeah, maybe a little bit. But thank y'all for coming <laughs> to class. Um, you know, like, comment, subscribe anywhere you get your podcast fix. All the links are in the description. Go to YouTube. I'm cooking up a bunch of shit, as you can see on this beautiful new shiny irresponsible laptop i have right here um so responsible it's so irresponsible no it's Uh, not it's fine (laughs) but yeah if you want to give us some monetary love only if you can patreon.com slash ubology one dollar and up get you into our discord with all of our past guests and all the lovely patreon folk three dollars and up get you into the syllabus sidebar our lo-fi high vibes sometimes anime sometimes not sometimes visual sometimes on hiatus show where we have about 30 episodes of us experimenting with new types of content and talking about life and shit and sometimes anime things but sometimes not who knows go check it out and see what we talk about some good stuff um and that's really it i'm gonna go home and i do want to watch a new show i think we should talk about soon the superhero one super crooks absolutely it actually looks so good it looks really good i don't know if it was people the powerhouse who did the castlevania kind of looks that way no it's actually a japanese studio word okay Yeah, until we talk more about Netflix absolutely banging out the anime game, I'm Ricky. And I'm Ethan. And this has been Weebology. Deuces. What studio was that? Do you know? Yeah, no, it just says some Japanese studio. Some Japanese shit. Super Crooks in